0: What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay, and thank you so much for checking out the And One podcast. I really hope you're enjoying this episode because we have a special guest this week back. We have Uncle James. Everybody loved his episode, so I'm so excited to have him back on. And I really hope you guys enjoy too, and thank you so much for listening. And we're going to get straight into the episode. So for our first segment, we're going to be doing a new segment called Too Early to Call. In this segment, James and I are going to make our picks for different awards given at the end of the season and what we think the outcome of the season will be. Also, I wanted to make a bet that whoever gets most right, which might be like one or two, we don't even know, the loser has to buy lunch one day. Are you willing to make that bet?
1: I'm in, and it can't be anything healthy. I don't know what you eat, but it's
0: it's got to—okay. I hate healthy stuff, so we're... Okay, very good. We'll go to, like, Fridays or something. Okay,
1: very good. That sounds
0: good. Okay, so I wanted to start off with the awards. So, um, the first award I picked was Rookie of the Year. So, my pick was LaMelo Ball. It might seem a little obvious, but um, he seems really cool, and there's a lot of hype around him. And I just thought he was, like, the obvious choice for this year, because... All the other guys I haven't really heard as much about, and he's the one that I've heard of the most before this evening even started, and I don't know that much about college. He didn't play in college, so I heard a lot about him, so that was my pick.
1: Yeah, and, I, and, I, and that's probably going to be my favorite pick of yours because we're off to a draw. It's uh, <laughs> definitely a mellow ball. I mean, I actually feel very, very confident about that landed on the right team he's the one that's going to put up the most stats he's in the best situation uh i think he's the most talented player in the draft so you know i'm sure we'll have some more debates down the line but for keeping it short uh put me down for the mellow ball also
0: Yeah, I definitely think he ended up with a good team, because compared to, like, James Wiseman, like, he's already on, like, an all-star driven team, so sometimes those guys can get a little, like, um, under the radar a bit, because you're not, you're playing against Steph Curry, you're playing with Steph Curry, but, like, when you're the, now he's, like, the star of the team, next to Gordon Hayward, but... (laughs) The only
1: person I put up against them was Obi Toppin, but then when I realized we put Friday's lunch on this, I got I got to go chalk. I got to take the, I can't give it away with Obi Toppin on the first one. But the mellow ball uh, my answer as well.
0: Okay, next up we have defensive player of the year and my pick was Anthony Davis because I think he was so amazing last season and I think he's a great defensive player and I have him in a lot of other categories just to hint at, but I'm going to go with Anthony Davis on this one. I don't think Giannis will win this year.
1: Yeah, well, to me, this is a three player category, unlike Rookie of the Year, where to me it was LaMelo Ball. And uh, whether you wanted to go Jonas or Davis or um, Gobert, to me, uh, it's Anthony Davis as well. I just, I really expect great things from the Lakers this year. You'll see that in some of my later picks as well. Um, and uh, again, I can't fall behind you on the easy ones. So we'll, we'll tie for a second time, but I'll, I'll say Anthony Davis brings home the hardware.
0: Yeah, so the next one is six-man of the year, and I had a lot of trouble picking this one because I kept seeing, like, oh, like, this person could start or not. So, like, it's so hard to pick that at the beginning of the season when you have no idea what could happen with certain players. So I picked, I'm pretty sure that he won last year, Montrez Harrell, and I think he'll be a great bench player coming off for the Lakers and with all their talent, I think he would just do great with them. He did well with the Clippers, and I think he could do well with the Lakers this year. Just moving a couple feet away, but... <laughs> So, well, I'm um, going to tell
1: your listeners to wake up now because we have a difference. We have some controversy now. Um, very good pick. I certainly have you go against the defending champ who's even on a better team than he was last year and certainly scheduled to come off the bench. Uh, to me, it was hard to pick against Lou Williams, who can all who's always going to be in the top three for that as well. However, I'm going to go with Spencer Dinwiddie uh, Brooklyn Nets. And obviously this has been a starter for the last couple of years, but a guy who's been successful starting and coming off, but with all the talent they've brought in and the new system, he looks clearly coming off the bench. And with Kyrie Irving and, uh, Kevin Durant getting, uh, load management, uh, I could see him in a lot of 35 plus minute nights, whether he starts or, um, or most, most often comes off the bench and I do think Brooklyn's going to do interesting things. He's really too good of a player to be on a bench, but that's the way that situation is. So I think he's a sneaky kind of pick uh, to win or to be considered first time for a six-man-of-the-year award. So Spencer Dinwiddie of Brooklyn.
0: So next yeah. up we have Coach of the Year. And mine might be a little um, controversial, but I'm going to go with Doc Rivers on this one. I think... Whoa! <laughs> I talked a lot of bad stuff about him last season, but it looks like Philly might turn it around this year. They have new players, and I think they've definitely improved the team with their three ball getting Seth Curry, and I think he could win coach of the year. So that was my controversial pick. Wow,
1: I like it, Linz. I like it a lot. You went ex-Celtics head coach. I'm going to go current Celtics head coach. I'm going Brad Stevens, and I got to tell you, we'll we'll get to some other things later, but... Um, I'm all in on your Celtics this year. I really am in terms of, you know, everybody, uh, you know, to me there's just something missing with Milwaukee. They tried to bring in some new players to change that as well. Um, uh, I think the head coach is underachieving there. Uh, Obviously everybody's going to be talking about Brooklyn, but they have a rookie head coach and a lot of divas coming together. What about the team that's got pretty much all the guys back, all the guys who know their roles, who have been well coached, Nobody, nobody's counting on Boston. They're talking third and fourth seed, depending on where you're with Miami. But what if Brad Stevens got them to the number one uh, seed in the East? And I could see it happening. So, um, I, to me, he knows his team. His system is entrenched. Uh, the East is the one division that that could be toppled, could be had. So I really like Brad Stevens on that, and I thought it would make you unhappy for me to do that. But I'm surprised with yours. I, I think both of these are a little bold. I don't think I think there are two or three other candidates that are considered a favorite more than these guys. But uh, but I'm pretty happy with the Brad Stevens pick.
0: Yeah, I saw the GMs chose him as the, like the coach of their. Oh actually I didn't see that. Yeah, they oh. picked him as like coach of the year, so I but I think maybe after seeing them lose the first two preseason games, I was a little <laughs> upset, so I was like, maybe not, but <laughs> but I like your pick though. Strong pick. Okay, so next up is the big award, the MVP award. And my pick also maybe controversial or not, but I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. I think he'll put it he won he he won the championship last year, and I think he can really put it all together this year and just everything come together I was really leaning towards Luca but I just think it's too early in his career to be considered an MVP I know he plays on a team where he is the star and he, he's also a great pick but and I don't think Giannis is going to be a three-time MVP like that's something that's really sacred which I think they'll go in that will go into choosing because sometimes it's even hard to get it a second time in two years in a row but three years in a row like that's hard to do so I think Anthony Davis will put it together
1: there you go. Well, it's funny. I actually felt like before I gave my answer that I need to mention Luka Doncic um, uh, because everybody seems to be touting him. Obviously, the stats are off the wall, just like Russell Westbrook uh, with the triple-double machine. Um, here's my caveat. I, I, that's not my pick, but I just want to say this quickly to see if my prediction comes true. I think Luka Doncic will win the MVP if Dallas is able to get one of the top four seeds in the West. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So if they do, if they finish with the third or fourth seed, I think he will get it. Uh, He'll have to obviously have had a big year. Uh, But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to fall short of that. So my MVP, and you're going to see a theme here, I told you that in the last answer, is Jason Tatum. How about that for an MVP? And and I know the Boston fan in you wants to accept it, but I could tell by the look at your face on my first ever Zoom call that you were
0: anti that pick. And I'll just say this again. (laughs) That's a bold pick. They, they know the system, okay? I mean, he,
1: his numbers all went north of what he had done prior to So he's trending in the right direction. I think a big thing is having Gordon Hayward out of the mix. So it's like, oh, do we defer to the big veteran? It's his team. He's the highest-paid player. Kemba Walker, who I don't know when he's going to be back, but certainly going to miss a month, if not more, um, uh, you don't have that veteran leadership. So where does it come from? You know, everybody's going to have to pick up some of the slack – but Jason Tatum could take his game to the next level. His numbers weren't that far off than what you might see from an, from an MVP candidate. So again, because you know, Brad Stevens, I'm high on them because I think Boston can get that. If Boston gets a number one seat, you're going to have to really consider somebody as an MVP off that team. Um, and, and to me, it's Jason Tatum taking the next step. And I'm really, I really, I know it's out there. I might be paying at Fridays. I might be tipping the waitress at Friday and say, Oh boy, that one really come back to burn me. But, uh, but I, I, for now, I feel very good about saying Jason Tatum.
0: I really like all these pro Boston picks. I'm very into yes. it. I am yeah, not- higher in
1: Boston this year than I have been the last two years. So
0: Jason Tatum did do very well in the bubble, but like in the playoffs, he was like like he would not score in like the first half. He's just yeah. Sometimes he's just a little all over the place. So that's why I feel like Anthony Davis has just always been consistent. So. That was just but my pick. Aiden would
1: not be the first person to uh, to struggle going deep into the playoffs his first couple of times. You can look back and see LeBron, first year in Miami, first couple of playoff series with Cleveland, where you say, okay, maybe they need a taste of it before they're ready to lead the team. So
0: We'll see. Maybe we'll put it together this year. So next up we have the Most Improved Player Award, which I forgot to include on the script, but I hope you got my text. <laughs> And my pick, maybe not what you're thinking, but I picked DeAndre Aiden. I thought he looked really good in the bubble, and I, I think he looked very strong. And now with Chris Paul, I think like him and Booker could just, I think they're going to make a splash this year. And in the playoffs, I think they're going to do well. So he's my pick.
1: Well, I love when you do picks where I can say, hey, I really like your pick, but you're wrong. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say here. I really like the pick because Aiden was in my final three. And the other person that was in the final three who I didn't pick is uh, Michael Porter Jr. And that comes with a big asterisk if he can stay healthy. I don't. I, I think you know he'd probably be limited to 55 games. I don't think he has the ability to stay healthy. Otherwise, he might have been my pick. But the pick that I do have, and then I uh, is Kobe White from the Bulls. If you look at his last uh, nine games last year, he scored 26 points a game. Really looked like he was taking command of uh that team and with the new coach and the new system I've been reading all preseason about how the offense is going to run through him and the coach trusts him and I can see Kobe Wright joining and there's a lot of great point guards in the NBA right now but I see Kobe White joining a group of them and I think he will be most improved on all said and done
0: wow I did not think that was who you were going to say but um all your stats seem to fit a good thing So, the next one is the Eastern Conference Champion, which I may be able to pick because you've been saying who you think might be number one, but I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. I think Giannis is just amazing. Like, every time I watch him, I'm just always amazed, and last year they didn't, like, finish it, but I think Giannis is more determined than ever to get it done for his city. He signed a huge max extension, and he wants to be there. He's not, like, a guy that doesn't want to be there, so I think they'll
1: go get it done this year well i've made a fortune for the last couple of years going anti bucks (laughs) in the playoffs and it's worked out for me every year so i don't know why i would jump off that train uh would i be shocked if milwaukee was the number one seed would i be shocked if they made a finals appearance no um so clearly they're going to be one of the. they're certainly the favorite in vegas um uh but i'm going to stick with my theme, if you've seen my last three answers, is uh, the Eastern Conference about coach and uh, and MVP. Uh, I'm going to say Boston. Um, it gets there whether, and I don't think, and I don't think Boston needs to be the number one seed to even get there. So let's just say Milwaukee does finish like they did last year with the best record in the East. I still think Boston can become the Eastern Conference champion. So if I have the coach of the year and I have the MVP on the team, why wouldn't I? go full circle and say uh the celtics come out of the
0: east you're making me look like a real bad celtics fan today (laughs) but like i would love to say that but logically like i don't see it happening this year but i thought i didn't think last year was gonna happen though and they made it to the eastern conference finals which i was so elated about so you know Anything could happen. They could end up in a bubble and all this stuff. Nobody thought the Bucks would get out in round two, and nobody thought the Heat would make the finals. So as we've learned from 2020, think crazy things can happen. So,
1: Well, to me, you got to have fun in the East because the West, as we'll find out in a second, yeah. is pretty chalk. <laughs> so your, your place to find some interesting choices uh, are going to be in the East because we haven't even really mentioned Brooklyn, but I guess we would probably wouldn't both be surprised if they put it all together at some point this yeah. year.
0: I I guess I I went against them just because they're this is like Katie's back this year, Kyrie's back this year, it just seems like too early for them. But I think like in the future, like it takes time to get there. So I Absolutely. think I
1: agree with that. But I wouldn't be surprised though if they got off to, you know, look at the LeBron's uh, uh, first trip to the Heat. You know, I could see them meandering like 22 and 18 for the first, you know, half of the season and then finding their gear right before the playoffs and taking off. But I don't think it's going to be good enough to get coach of the year, number one seed, because it is going to take a while for that team to come together, especially with a new head coach.
0: Yeah. So our next one is the Western Conference champion. And I don't know which L.A. team you picked, but I picked the (laughs) Lakers because somehow their team got better on paper than last year, which... As a champion, that's already great in itself, but they have LeBron, and obviously I picked AD to win Defensive Player of the Year and the MVP. So I'm going to go with the Lakers. They're going to win the Western Conference champ. They're going to be Western Conference yeah, I,
1: I'll give you a short answer. Um, I've made a fortune picking against the Bucks in the playoffs, uh, but I've also made a fortune not ever betting against LeBron. And he's motivated, <laughs> you <know>. he's happy, <laughs> he's healthy. Uh, and Davis has reached a new level. Why would you? You know, obviously, the Clippers, even if you do have faith in them, they have a new look to their team, a uh, new coaching situation. So, uh, until I see otherwise, I'm very confident uh, picking the Lakers coming out.
0: Okay, next. So, we have our two people making the final. So, next up is the NBA champion. And I picked the Lakers, and I think they're going to go back to back again. And I have faith in them to do it again. I. I picked them winning the whole thing before the bubble even started, which I I like to mention on the podcast because I'm <laughs> very happy about that. So I'm going with the yeah. Lakers.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, I'm going with the Lakers as well. I really feel – They're confident in their abilities no matter what happens in the East uh, that I just don't, you know, again, I hate to even talk injuries because we all understand if something would happen to their two big stars, it would totally change everything, but uh, very confident in the Lakers' chances, even though I almost never uh, predict back-to-backs, and just to jump you one time, I'm curious to see which... Laker, you have as the Finals MVP in the next category, but just since I have the floor, I'll say how can I not go with my man LBJ? It just I think it's just a different time. Let let Anthony uh, Davis lead the team in the regular season, win the regular season MVP, but in playoffs it all revolves around LeBron. So I got uh, LeBron as the uh, Finals MVP.
0: Well, I did not pick LeBron James as Finals MVP. I picked Anthony Davis because. I think LeBron had enough of those Finals MVPs, and I think AD will definitely be the star of the season. Even though LeBron James is there, always a bright star, I think Anthony Davis is just gonna. I don't know.
1: LeBron him. chirped. A, he chirped a lot about Defensive Player of the Year, and oh, the he doesn't care. He, <laughs> he seems like he in a second point in life. He may care a little bit about these <laughs> uh, individual awards, but I, LeBron, and. And Jordan and all those guys said there's something different about the finals MVP than any other individual award so I think LeBron does like to count those uh along with his trophy so uh uh so we'll see we got enough differences there Lindsay to really make it interesting to see who's uh who's
0: paying for lunch yeah we'll find out um in many mi- we don't know how many months it could be like by two years from now when the season ends <laughs> We just talked about the Bucks for a while. So, the Bucks have secured the reigning back-to-back MVP this offseason with the largest contract in NBA history, I'm pretty sure. So, Giannis agreed to a 5-year, $228 million super 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 max extension. So, Giannis made it clear that Milwaukee is his city, but do you think Giannis made the right choice by staying in Milwaukee?
1: Well, I again, I think I said this in my last appearance. Uh, I have a little history with a superstar in a small market team. Uh, will he stay? Won't he stay? And again, the money was right. He seems to be comfortable there. But these contracts are only as good as year to year with the, these players, meaning if the Bucks don't put the right cast around him and they don't get any further than they've been getting, two to three years from now, he's not going to be happy and he will you know, he can obviously force a trade out of there. So, of course, I mean, I, again, I love the fact he's. I think it's great for the NBA that he stays there, but we'll know in two years' time. Uh, the other thing is when you have these superstars and you're constantly changing their supporting cast and bringing this person in, this person in, it doesn't always work, and then you start getting, you trade away all your first-round picks, you start getting in salary cap trouble, and so that's another thing that happened with LeBron in Cleveland. So, yes, good for him to stay there. Um, but again, I don't look at this as a five-year deal. I look at this as in two years from now, if the Bucks haven't gotten any further, uh, we'll see if Giannis actually sees the end of that contract in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, I think it's very admirable when players stick with their teams like Dirk Nowitzki and Michael Jordan, because we're not going to count the whole Wizards thing. But I also do think Giannis could have been on like a much better team, like the team that beat them last offseason, the Heat. So. I think he could have done better, but, you know, like, as we see with Harden, like, he wants a trade, and he could get traded any second, so. Right. So, Paul George said he wanted to retire as a Clipper, and he's going on that path. On December 10th, the Clippers extended Paul George's contract for an additional four years, $190 million, on top of $35.4 30, guaranteed in this season. So, do you think this was the right move for the Clippers?
1: I do. I mean, of course they have to. They have a star player, a top 25 player in the league, who wants to play for them they're in the same city as the defending champs who have two marquee names themselves so if they want to get their share of the back pages and uh be relevant in the nba they certainly better do their best to meet with them so again who, who, how would the clippers have better used that 35 million by bringing in two 17 million dollar players no um so they they really had to do it he wants to play there he's a southern california guy um you know as i said maybe It doesn't work as well with him, with Kawhi, as maybe they once had hoped. But it doesn't matter. It's still, they have uh, one of the best twosomes in the league, one of the top five twosomes in the league. So, of course, it makes a lot of sense for the Clippers.
0: Yeah, I think it was the right move since they just acquired him, I think it was last season, and it would have looked like bad if they got rid of him. Not that I think they should. And I know people make fun of him for calling him for calling himself playoff P and he didn't do very well last season when it counted. But I still think he's like an all star player and he's a great person to have on the team. So do you think Paul George will actually retire a Clipper?
1: Well, if he plays this contract out, it'll be all over 35 years old and I don't know where he would go and how much he would get from another team. But again, will he? I mean, the Clippers have been shown that they're not bashful about making moves. I mean, they got rid of uh, Doc Rivers when they think think he was the answer to get him there. So, um, you know, I've seen a lot worse contracts than this. We saw Russell Westbrook move this offseason. So, uh, could he have a Chris Paul, you know, kind of bouncing from team to team as a forty million dollar player at the end of his game? That could happen. I, um, but I think he wants to be there, and I think they want him to be there. So for now, I'll say yes. But again, I wouldn't bet a friendly's lunch on it that he doesn't uh, play. Uh, oh, did I say friendly, so we're talking about Friday. I'll, I'll eat any of the bad food, uh, <laughs> but that he, you know, I won't. I won't bet another lunch that he ends up uh, retiring as a Clipper.
0: He hurt himself before the season even started. In the second game of the Hornets preseason, he fractured his finger. So as I have mentioned, Hayward signed a whopping $120 million contract for four years with the Hornets. Do you believe, James, that Hayward is really worth that money?
1: Uh, I don't, uh, and, I, and I really should let – you've been all over this, Lindsay. You've, you've been critical of how the Celtics handled and the money he's been able to draw you. De- definitely you would want his agent, and you should get his agent for your podcast. Um, Uh, But again, some of these teams, what do you do? You know, you're the Hornets. You're trying to take the next level. You've, you've, you bring in the exciting rookie, but you need veterans. You can't turn it over to just being a completely young team. They lost Walker. Um, You know, they're trying to remain relevant. Uh, They have a high profile owner who likes to win. You might've heard of them. So they have to do something. And who they get to take that contract uh, uh, to that, that contract and get that money. You got to you got to gamble. And, right now it doesn't look like a great gamble but there's a lot of people in the NBA I mean Andre Drummonds making 29 million for the terrible Cleveland Cavaliers this year so I have almost every roster has a 20 plus million dollar player on it who might not be you know, totally worthy of that investment so it's it's not the worst contract situation i've seen but if hayward can't stay healthy it's going to really set the Hornets back years
0: yeah he's just not the same player he was in utah and ever since like that injury with the celtics like this is what happened on the celtics was all the rest of the players would just kept getting better and he was just falling behind like he he would have been great if maybe none of that crazy injury happened but it happened and he's just not i just don't think he's worth that money anymore So I'm very sad to announce that the NBA said that they will be moving away from virtual fans like they had in the bubble since they are hoping to have fans in the stadiums. What did you think of the virtual fans in the bubble?
1: Uh, I I thought it was great. I thought the NBA was ahead of their time uh, in terms of introducing that and bringing that to America. I think other people have tried to poorly copy that. That being said, I am anxious with the vaccines out there in the world now for us to get to a point where real fans, even if it's 6,000, 8,000, if they don't fill arenas, of getting back in. So goodbye, virtual fans. We, we hardly knew ye. Uh, I'll miss, you know, senior citizens with rainbow hats and all kinds of interesting things that I saw. Um, but it was fun while it lasted, but I can't wait for a day when there's actually real live bodies there.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss it because I love seeing, like, people's pets and, like, famous people just, like, showing up to the game in their pajamas. So I just thought it was really cool, and I'm definitely going to miss it. But hopefully we're going towards a good trajectory to get fans in soon. So Steph Curry is following in Jordan's footsteps by creating his own brand. Under Armour and Curry have created a new brand called Curry Brand with a cool logo to go along with it. I actually really like the logo. So what do you think of Curry Brand?
1: (laughs) You know what uh, Steph Curry's brand is always going to be to me? Is being the star player on a team that went 73 and nine, had a three games to one lead in the 2016 finals, only to watch it witter away to the Cleveland Cavaliers and bring the, the first championship to my beloved Cleveland. That's going to be Curry's brand. 73 and nine, up three games to one and couldn't seal the deal uh as far as the shoes are concerned uh curry's actually not the first player to try to you know to be the next jordan if you remember stefan marbury back in the day had a china sneaker and i think kind of he played in china and with the one billion people there kind of wanted to be a shoe mogul around the world and so uh you know kevin durant had his own um uh deal with a different a rival brand nobody's going to do it the way michael jordan if you watch if you watch The Last Dance, nobody's going to do it like Jordan did. it. I mean, even LeBron's brand doesn't still compare uh, to what Jordan has. And, you know, Jordan's got people like Derek Jeter to wear his stuff on baseball side. Jordan did it great. There'll never be another Jordan in the shoe wars. So, again, really remember my first answer. Curry's brand is not the shoe's. But what do you away back in 2016?
0: Okay, Mr. Cleveland fan. That's all you can think <laughs> about, right? <laughs> I think it's really cool. And I think it could open doors for other players. But, like, nobody's ever going to do it like Jordan. I I still think it's crazy how, like, colleges wear Jordan brand. Not just, like, University of North Carolina where he played. Like, other schools just wear Jordan. Like, I just think that's so weird. Like, even if it's not a basketball, like, these football players yeah. love Jordan on their thing. Yeah. I just yeah. think that's weird. Right. So this week, James and I will be giving you your seems-to-be-weekly-now-hardened update. Um, We're recording this episode on Saturday, so by Sunday, he might already be traded. Who knows? (laughs) Since the Rockets have stated they would want the trade to happen sooner rather than later. Even though before, they said that they were not going to trade him, and no way, but... Harden has stated that he would like to go to Philly or Brooklyn, but the Rockets are in the driver's seat since he's still on contract, and they have stated that they have talked to other teams. So where do you think he will end up, and also where do you think he would benefit the most?
1: Well, I do think he's going to get out of town. And this is, you know, I don't want to be grumpy, get off my lawn, old guy. But this is really where I think the NBA, compared to the other major sports, you know, that these star players. I mean, I look at his time in Houston, and they really did a lot of different things to appease him. and made a great, fun system for him to play, and he put up ungodly stats, won MVPs. And now that the tide is turning a little bit and um, it's just, I want to jump off the ship. I have to win championships. I have to compete for championships every single year. And, um it's really a sad ending i i you know again he's going to go to a team that's already got one or two established stars and the nba is going to be worse off for it because you know obviously houston's not going to get you know 100 uh pennies on the dollar uh for trading him where he ends up i don't know i mean i do believe he'd want to go to brooklyn although to me i would love to watch that like i would like to watch a soap opera because you know you can't have three bold dominant guys to that degree uh and not uh and um and and not and not have some fireworks there, Philly makes a lot of sense um and I mean the reports are that they are talking, so I really don't know lindsay i don't want to go just my my predictions, but I would say I think Philly, because the pieces has more to work with uh than Brooklyn, but I would not be surprised if a mystery team that we have yet to hear from enters the mix but i I am sad I mean he's a Houston rocket now, i mean he established himself there. Um, and I would, yeah, I personally, for the NBA sake, I'd like to see him, you know, give his best couple of years to that franchise.
0: Yeah, I think Philly would be a good place for Harden since the team is known for, like, their lack of a three-point shot. He would help fill that gap while not taking over someone else's job. But also, there's also been talks like they're not going to get rid of Ben Simmons or, like, they're too big guys, so is it even possible, so, it's like, I don't even know, but if Harden went there, maybe my Doc Rivers Coach of the Year will actually happen, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, our man Kyrie has been in the news a lot for speaking and not speaking to the media. So in October, Kyrie claimed that he is, that he is the best clutch player on every team he's been with throughout his career, and to make a note, he did play with LeBron James in Cleveland. And he also claimed that Durant is the first equally clutch player he's ever called a teammate. So do you agree with this? You, he did play on your team, so do you actually agree with this?
1: Well, the mercurial one reappears. Uh, we both have history with our teams of Kyrie uh and saying some things you know I won't get into the flat earth uh or some of the other weird things that uh, Kyrie has held court about um of course it's ridiculous to uh, uh now he did make a certain shot in 2016 I don't know if I remember if I mentioned that that team was 73 and nine we heard that. Yeah. three <laughs> games to one lead oh yeah you, you heard that oh, okay um but uh but Kyrie did make a great shot the greatest NBA shot I've ever personally seen in my lifetime okay um uh but but Kyrie is always better as the second banana, and I, and I don't want to despair him. He's a great player. He's a top twelve player in the NBA when he's healthy and he's right. But because his stamina, because he gets injured, because he doesn't want the heavy lifting that goes with dealing with the media, look how it turns out when Kyrie talks to the media or, or doesn't talk to the media, as the case may be. Um, He's better when everybody's at LeBron's locker room after a tough game at, uh, at LeBron's locker and that he doesn't have to. This situation really isn't boding well, that everybody's coming to him, he's the mouthpiece for this team, and he's already put his foot in his mouth, so uh, I don't believe his claims are true in terms of who he's played with and who he hasn't, um, but this is just a case of Kyrie being Kyrie. Yeah, I
0: definitely think it's not true, and... I just think it's funny how he's trying to like run away from this idea that he's like can only that he should be the star player because the time he was the second best player he won a championship like that's why I just don't feel like it's fitting like obviously he played for the Celtics and he tried to be the star player but when he wasn't there we ended up making the finals and when he was there it didn't work out so and then he kind of just walked away so Kyrie and the Nets were both fined twenty five thousand dollars for Kyrie's refusal to speak to the media. And he made an Instagram post earlier that week saying that he would not speak to the media. And then after finding out about the fines, Kyrie claims, "I do not talk to pawns," which was an interesting comment. So, how do you feel about like this whole situation?
1: Well, again, I mean, the Nets are going to learn that they have to they have to sit on him a little bit. They have to, and again, you know, you in a, in a positive way. But you know, he took some dealings with. I mean, he's he's got a. All the reports were, let me say it that, in Cleveland, that he has one of those active fathers who's involved in his career. And the organization's going to have to get a handle on trying to keep him happy as a star player, but um, you know, letting him know that, especially when the organization's getting fine. And this is my worry, Lindsay, I think we talked about Steve Nash as that coach there, of even though he's a championship caliber player himself and a former MVP – there's a big difference when you're the mouthpiece of the organization. And you know, when the organization starts getting fine, when the NBA is not happy, in this COVID world where, people, where teams want fans back in the stands, uh, anything that a star player can do that alienates that situation isn't good. So we're going to see what the Nets are made of, if they're going to just let you know, Kyrie run the whole organization or if they're going to get some organizational control.
0: Yeah, and I think the Nets, like, did deserve to get fined because, like, he's their employee. Like, if they're not controlling their employee, then they should get in trouble as well because the NBA, every organization creates an image, and if players aren't fitting the image and they get in trouble, like, flopping, you get fined for because that ruins the game. So, I just think the whole situation is very Kyrie, like, it fits him very well. (laughs) And we'll definitely see, I'm curious to see if he will speak to the media soon. (laughs) (laughs) i've missed this segment so much from the last season but i'm so excited to be bringing it back for the first time this season with james here and we're going to be doing are the odds in our favor where we pick um where we make our bets on different things so the first one's going to be non-game related so i'm curious the over under for um the amount of teams who will not finish their 72 game schedule is 4.5 so the people have under so what do you have
1: you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say under. I think at first glance you say, well, this is a league. They want it to do the games. They want everybody to have a – but you know what obviously happened with the team's Mine being one of them, not included to the bubble. And, you know, we are in the midst, even if a vaccine is coming, we're in the midst of – so I, I think there are going to be, and I think at, at any point that it's just quicker to shut some teams down, they will. I will stay under because I think that they're going to do everything in their power not to have that. But I think the, the line is set well that I could see it kind of on both sides, but I'll do under.
0: Yeah, I feel like 4.5 is high because that's like, but I can see like if a team's like not in playoff contention, they could just be like, okay, let's just cut that game out. But also it applies to other, but like those teams could be playing other teams, especially with the playing games now, it's like even more important. I'm so excited for those. So I'm going with the under as well. So not off to a great start, but we'll see. (laughs) So, next, I wanted us to pick who we think will win the Christmas Day game. Sadly, I can't tell you what the people think because it's too early before the games. But we're still going to make our picks anyway, and we'll see what happens. So first off, we have the 12 o'clock game, which is the Pelicans versus the Heat. So my pick was the Heat, since they are the defending Eastern Conference champions. And the Pelicans are just very wishy-washy to me. Like, I never know if they're, like, a top-top team or, like, a down-down team. Like, like last year they didn't even make the playoffs, but you're saying that they could be really good. And, like, I've seen, like, Zion could be the most improved player. So I don't really know, but I feel like the Heat is just an easy choice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I'll say the Heat as well. I mean, they obviously hit their stride at the end of last year. The Pelicans, as you say, Dr. Jekyll, Mister Hyde, a little bit. Um, But again, I wouldn't be surprised to be. But I'll I'll go with the Heat on this one.
0: Okay, so next up at two thirty, we have the Warriors versus the Bucks, and I don't know if you're going to make the same pick as me, but I pick the Bucks because I feel strongly with Giannis. Steph Curry's, like just coming off of like not playing like a whole season. They don't have Clay Thompson anymore. So I think the the Bucks have Giannis. Giannis is fresh and ready to go after his max ascension. I don't know if he's playing though, because I saw he's like day to day on this thing. I don't know. He better play because I'm picking them to win. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know how you're going to slice and dice this up and edit this and how things are but if you've played in the order that we've discussed, you see, I have a hate, hate relationship with the Bucks. Anytime I can take a dig at them, I have. And so it should come as no surprise to that I'm going to take the Warriors in that situation. I think they're going to want to, even with no Clay Thompson, they're going to want to hit the ground running early in the year. I actually think James Wiseman's going to be more of an impactful player earlier on than he was, so... Um, so I actually like the Warriors. They're used to, you know, they want to get back to playing meaningful games after their lost season last year. And, uh, uh so we'll have our first difference. I'll go Warriors.
0: Okay. So at five o'clock we have the Nets versus the Celtics. So I obviously picked the Celtics because I can never pick against the Celtics on this. And I also think the Nets just like, they haven't gelled yet when this and obviously we're picking games that are so early in the season, like Christmas days, maybe like usually like 20% of the season's done or but, like, we're going right into it. So, I think the Celtics have, they just already have the chemistry built up. And obviously, they lost to the Nets um, on Friday, which I was very upset about. But <laughs> I'm still oh, going to go uh, with the Celtics.
1: Depending on how you slice and dice this again, what have I said? Celtic, Celtic, Celtics, 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 Easter Conference vinyl, Nets. Oh, may not hit their stride. I'm not sure how they're going to work together. You would think I would take the Celtics. I'm taking the Nets. And here, yep, here's the reason. Here's the reason. This is what you, you. That's why you have me on. You're abandoning the team. Right? <laughs> you just figure you don't know how many games they're going to play Kyrie and Durant together, right? Because Load management. You know, you know, you know they're going to be careful with KD. But you know, on Christmas Day, you're going to get them at their best. They're going to play their star players. The league wants them to. So, where we know the Celtics won't have a Kemba Walker, but we do think the Nets will have their full complement of talent. That's why I'm going with the Nets.
0: Okay, you may get me on this one, but I'm going to have faith in my team. <laughs> so at 8 o'clock, we have the Mavs versus the Lakers. Obviously, I'm going to take the Lakers. I got them winning the whole thing. Just and But Luca is still very good, but I got to go with the Lakers. Two all-stars is always better than one.
1: <laughs> me too. The running theme on this is we're both high on the Lakers, so I'll I'll take the Lakers as well.
0: Okay, and then at 10.30, we have the Clippers versus the Nuggets, which is an interesting showdown after last season, how it ended for the Clippers losing a 3-1 lead. As you know, some teams lose 3-1 leads. <laughs> but I'm going with the Clippers. I think the Nuggets thing was honestly, like, good for them, but I think the Clippers are going to, even though I've seen a lot of news about how things didn't go very well last season with communication-wise, but I'm going to go with the Clippers. I think they're going to start off the season off strong.
1: Well, I got great news for you, Lindsay. We had a difference in the Warriors and Bucks game, right? <laughs> we had a difference in the Nets and Celtics game, right? So if we split them, we didn't do all this trouble for nothing. We've we got the same amount of winners. We have our third difference. That means one of us will have bragging rights because I'm going to take the Nuggets on a home game. Um, to uh, you know, the Clippers still have to gel under a new head coach. So the Nuggets in the same system. So I'm going Nuggets in that game.
0: Okay, well, I'll let you guys know next week who won the most bets. I'm hoping it will be me. So we have <laughs> at least three differences. So what about it, like
1: wait, it. this whole thing about being nice to your guests? Isn't that, isn't that a rule that everybody's parents taught them from all the way down?
0: Well, betting is different. <laughs>
1: okay, betting is different. That's the greatest thing you said in this whole podcast. <laughs> Literally, betting is different. All bets are off.
0: I had so much fun playing this or that with Grace last week, and if you haven't checked out that episode, please go check it out, that I thought I would play it with this week's special guest. So some of the questions are similar from last week, and some are specific to Uncle James. So, NBA or NFL? NFL. Three or dunk? Definitely a dunk. Would you rather do a block or get a poster?
1: I would rather do a block.
0: Okay. Get posterized yourself or get your ankles broken?
1: Ugh. Uh, uh, all right, as a big guy, I guess I'll get posterized.
0: Okay, would you rather win an MVP or win a championship? Um,
1: all about the team, championship, baby.
0: Okay, would you rather win the World Series or a Super Bowl?
1: Uh, something about that Super Bowl, the whole world watching Super Bowl.
0: I would much rather win the Super Bowl because it's like so, like everybody's watching. Not a lot of people watch um, baseball. Sorry, but so and, many and there's people. Seven,
1: watch. And there's seven games. You know, it's like maybe I went zero for four in the game, <laughs> the one we actually won. So no, I, give me give me that Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, even for even for football, like even if you don't watch football, so many people just watch that one game. Even if you're not watching, there's people seeing you win. <laughs> okay, would you rather get an assist or get a or score?
1: Uh, I, I averaged seven points a game on my high school team. Uh, better get the assist. I was not scoring a lot of points, so I'm much more used to passing it off to a teammate and give me the assist.
0: Yeah, I don't score a lot normally, so I like getting assists. Okay, would you rather, do you like indoor sports better or outdoor sports? The only
1: outdoor sport I really like is baseball. Um, and, you know, I, I, I so I'm going to say indoor sports.
0: Okay, would you rather play a game in the rain or the snow? Snow. I grew up in Cleveland, snow. <laughs> Okay, would you rather the snow or the sun, just in general?
1: Well, this one I'm going to say, I didn't see much of the sun growing up, so I'm going to say I really enjoyed the sun, but I only got it for about three months a year, (laughs) for about six hours a day
0: in Cleveland. Yeah, it's very snowy here where we are, but... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, always lose championships or never make the playoffs?
1: Boy, do I have a lot of experience with both of these. Uh, Give me... If I can't win anything, I, I'd rather come closer. I'll, I'll lose the
0: championships. Yeah, because I feel like with playoffs, it's just like, oh, my God, like, they take more teams. So it's just like, yeah. come on. Like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I hate losing in the first round. But if I if I at least advance a couple of rounds, then I get some fun out of it.
0: Okay, would you? which team are you going to pick? The Browns? The Cavaliers, or they're not called the Indians anymore. When I wrote this, but the
1: Indians team, formerly known as the Indians, because (laughs) the the Cleveland baseball team. (laughs) Yeah, the Cleveland baseball team was with me. You know, they're with me all summer long, every day, like a trusted girlfriend. uh, uh, You know, where the other ones are once a day or shorter seasons. uh, Give me my whatever my team will be called next year.
0: Really, you can't. You're not picking the Cavaliers. After all, they did for you is. (laughs)
1: Well, that that it, the longer answer. I try to keep some of these segments short, Lindsay. The longer answer was going to be they're the only ones that have given me my championship, and that holds a special place. I mean, I'm wearing my Indian my my Cavalier shirt right now, so um, uh, they all have love for me. But you did make me make a Sophie's choice here, and so I'll say baseball team.
0: Okay, would you rather host a TV show or a podcast? It could be a uh, definitely.
1: Before definitely a podcast more freedom tv the attorneys you can't say this you can't talk about that give me the podcast i need free reign to talk about whatever i want
0: yeah and it's a lot less awkward because you don't have to worry about like what you look like and like smiling and staring like yeah. i feel a lot more comfortable i've made youtube videos yeah. so i know like it's awkward sometimes being on camera <laughs> and i like to talk so it's just easier well, okay but you rather bet on if you're gonna bet are you gonna bet on a game or bet on a single player's stats this might
1: be this might be your toughest one because I want I would bet on the sun not rising tomorrow if I got mm-hmm. good enough odds. So I like to bet on everything, but of those two, I guess I find it harder to bet on player stats. So I guess I prefer to bet on the games
0: themselves. Yeah, I like betting on games. As you saw, we did the whole Christmas Day thing. So, and then this is the most this is the hardest question you have, and choose wisely. Would you rather which which are you waffles or pancakes?
1: Wow. Uh, I will say, I love the fact that you can have ice cream with waffles and it's socially acceptable and chicken with but boy, waffles. Is a lot of work to get the butter in the syrup all into those little things in the waffles or little potholes. I don't like a lot of work. I don't like to work with my food. So I'm going to say pancakes.
0: Wow, oh my gosh. I we can't be friends anymore. I'm team waffle all the way. I'm always team well, I've waffle. I never lived in the south,
1: so I've never seen the beauty of the waffle house and all of that. I'm more of an IHOP guy. So, uh, you know, I'm very I'm vanilla ice cream. I'm plain and boring and that's what pancakes are compared to waffles.
0: I just always feel like pancakes are just so like Thick. just like so many stacks and you're just like oh like i i love waffles <laughs> i'm yeah. i have a waffle maker i'm like i promise
1: you i'll never turn down a waffle but this is you you made me have a tough choice here and i thought laziness was my only reason for determining between the two of them that i just i don't like all the work to get the butter and all the crevices
0: I'm so sad the episode is over, but thank you guys so much for listening. Especially, thank you so much to Uncle James for coming on this episode as a guest. Make sure to share our podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And make sure to review our podcast and rate, please, because it helps uh, more people to see our podcast. So That would be greatly appreciated check out our Instagram at N1, N1 podcast, n one and one podcast ending with an S and we'll see you guys next Sunday and have a happy holidays to whatever you're celebrating just enjoy your time and I hope you guys have a great time bye